weird isn't it it's crazy and it's terrifying except it's... when i like it then it's okay then it's like oh i've yeah. been wanting this uh, so i just um signed up for now i'm gonna get vulnerable tell with me you. oh thank god i just signed up and i'm on like day 15 of keeps which, wait, which keeps is, that is a um a pill finasteride and it helps you keep your hair wow so like I had a freak out like two months ago where I started looking at my hairline and I was like, is this always been my hairline? Like, it's just a thing that happens to guys at a point in their life where they're like- He was like comparing it to old photos of himself. He's like, does it look the same as it does in person? Does it look the same here? And I was like, is it it like- I've always had a widow's peak, but I'm like, is my widow's peak like getting, is it getting even widowier? Like, am I a second widow? (laughs) Did I lose another husband? Um, and, I think uh, they call it a widower's peak if you're yeah. a man. And so um, <laughs> now uh, I'm on day 15. I'm really excited to see because finasteride. All right. So when I had a beard. Tell me. This will all, all be cut. Don't worry. I but when I had a beard, um, I used minoxidil, which is Rogaine. I literally put it on my face because I heard it makes your beard really grow thick and gorgeous. Thick if you use but. This, the downside is that it makes your face dry. So, like, eh. my face would feel so dry, and I was like, it's not worth it. Finasteride ha- sometimes has sexual side effects, but I thought, it's worth it. Ah. Worth it. <laughs> dry face? <laughs> yeah. Not Ten worth marriage. it. Yeah, um, that's right. We're hello, real. everyone, <laughs> and welcome to Carry On the Sex in the City podcast. I'm your host, Alec Wells. I'm your host, Kat Wells. And with us tonight is somebody who I do think is a desirable candidate for a loan, Brie Cuoco. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Brie, we, we wanted to have you on so, so long. long. I remember turning to Kat and saying, we have to have Brie on. And then I realized I was talking to a placenta because I was in the womb. That's how long <laughs> I've wanted you on the podcast. I was your placenta? Yeah, this is getting were. weird. Wow, um, you guys are so There's no placenta like home. Um, <laughs> there is an, uh, what is that, Wizard of Oz? There's uh-huh. a Wizard of Oz theme in this episode. Yeah, sure, it does start that way. she opens the episode yeah. by saying there was a girl in pigtails who said there's no place like home. Uh-huh. And then she says, I don't have to click my Manolos three uh-huh. times That's to get true. home. Subtle. You have to look it for it. We just watched it and I didn't even clock that. If um, I only had the knife. Brie, uh, let, that's what he says. He doesn't say the nerve. He says the noise. But I could show my prowess be a lion, not a mouse, if I only had the nerve. I want to talk about Brie just for a second. Brie, you're a multi-talented artist. We're talking yes, actress, singer, <laughs> dancer, voiceover artist. I'm so excited to have you here tonight. There's a question that we ask people when they come onto the show for the okay. first time, and okay. I'm very curious to know, uh, what was your first experience with Sex in the City? Please oh tell us. Oh How'd you God. find it? Oh my God. I, um, a girlfriend of my sister's at the time, they were very close at the time, she asked me to um, dog sit for her while she went out of town at her house. Okay. I stayed at her house and she had all the Sex and the City DVDs. Yes. And I didn't watch them when I was younger because yes. I don't. I was too young. At this point, what did you know about it? Did you have the vaguest idea? What I knew was, is it sex in the city or sex and the city? And unfortunately, a lot of people to this day still don't know. I still don't know. Just look on Twitter. No, and that's fine. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, But I literally watched them from top to bottom, and I was like, how have I never ever... Oh, I had already seen the movies, I think. I think I saw the movies before (gasps) I watched the series. I find that to be an experience a lot of people have, is that their first introduction with the movie, and, you know, coming from a person who had seen the show first... It's so hard for me to imagine yes. what that experience was like meeting the ladies for the first time 
in that scenario. Well, I remember it anyway. I went to see the Sex and City movie in theaters. My stepmother, if I remember correctly, because she owned like a Mercedes, there was some like Mercedes owner perk at the dealership she was at. I'm, I, if I'm remembering this right, at a local theater, they were doing a sneak preview. Of the movie. I'm dead. So she took me like a week early to see the movie. Fun. We went wow. together. Um, but I already knew the characters so well. Yes. Yes. It's so strange to me to think about seeing the movie before I saw the show. I love the idea of a potential Mercedes buyer who's like sort of on the fence about it. Who's like, wait, you're saying I get a sneak preview to the Sex, Sex in, in the, the City, City movie, movie if I buy this Mercedes? Where do I sign? <laughs> I, I love that so much. So you you remember seeing the DVD? Was yes. it was it that classic DVD set oh. that was like a book? Oh yeah, that is it the, was classic. the classic. Yeah, and it was just sitting right up there. It's pink, and I and I'll never forget it's it. Gorgeous. Like she still lives in that house, and I just like I put it on. It was it was the best. It's how I got introduced. And then when I saw the movie, after I'd seen the show, it just all meant so much more. Yes. Yes. It meant so much more. Yeah. Um, have you ever caught Sex and the City like on the E channel or on TV? It's so funny because it's, it's trash. like, it Samantha's like, out. I dated a guy with the, and then you never see Samantha again for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Poor because thing. nothing is appropriate for cable. It's inappropriate. Yeah. So, so you, you like most of us, I imagine, yes. who finally watch it, you yes. fell in love. Fell in love. I, I found that tonight while we were watching the episode, you were very easily to quote right along with the episode. Oh, I could quote almost every single. Do you well, have a favorite episode maybe. or a favorite storyline, a favorite oh. character? Like what really gets you going? What's I your mean, sex in the city like? Um, I mean, I love an American Girl in Paris, the whole thing. Oh, I yeah. love, I mean, I love the last episode. I always wanted her to be a big. I know that's stupid. No, I, no that's no, not, not stupid. That's what I wanted. It's Aiden drove stupid. me crazy. I'm sorry. Uh, listen, we love I big. Totally get it. We I mean, we love, love big. big. We uh, acknowledge his flaws. Yes, look, but we all the flaws. Yeah. I just knew they were meant to be together. Yeah. Yes. A lot. A, cl- a couple of the classics that we love. We love one. That's the episode where she meets the Russian for the first time. And oh, where, so where it's good. Brady's first birthday. Oh, I'll never forget. And it's it. when and Miranda it. tells Steve um, that she loves him, oh. and she's like, "I shouldn't have said that." And he goes, "Miranda, you're the one. You're the one." Yeah. We uh, love I love a charade. Is that all there is? Oh where they go to God. where they go to Nathan yes. Lane's wedding? Yeah. You know what I hate? Any episode with Burger. Oh, I you and Alec have that in fuck common. Out of here, Burger. You are a whiny. I can't. You. Uh, it's cringeworthy. Cringeworthy. When, like if Kat and I are just watching the episodes as comfort food, then we. Oh, I always make her skip those episodes because I'm not having a good. I'm time not allowed. I have to watch those episodes alone because Alec cannot tolerate can't his fucking it. neuroses. No. Yeah. Um, Catherine. Alrin. Tell us about tonight's episode. What did we watch? We just watched season four, episode 16, Ring-A-Ding-Ding. It aired January 27th, 2002. It was directed by Alan Taylor. It was written by Amy Harris. And it features the my favorite television phrase, ball cock. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> and I, then, sorry, go. No, please. No, I was going to say, and I said, cockball. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was really... It's I, almost yeah. better. I know. Yeah. I really thought that's Bree what got really excited. We're watching. She's like, like, cockball. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're going to need Aiden to fix your toilet because you have no idea what you're doing. No here. idea. I, I need to tell you guys something. Yes, okay. Spill. I've said this to Alec before, and he's... I don't know if you really have absorbed this. Okay. Or if you've really appreciated it. Probably because I've just taken care of things around here. Okay. I'm a bit of a toilet whisperer. I did not know this. Actually, Well, it's because anytime something goes wrong with our toilet, (laughs) I fix it. I don't know what it is. I just have an aptitude for the simple levers and fucking, you know, ball cocks. I've got a thing for the ball cock. Well, I think that there's, you're sort of subtweeting yourself with this because you have toilet problems that need solving. (laughs) I can't say that I really have toilet problems. That's neither here nor there, Alec. 
Um, so so we're ref- we're talking about Ballcocks because yes. this episode opens. Are we going to uh, just launch into Carrie and Aiden? Are we doing this right well, now? Well, listen, I love Miranda's storyline. It's a gas. Uh, <laughs> but why don't we start with Charlotte? Or, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Let's start with Carrie's storyline. Yeah. yeah. So the episode opens with Carrie. Um, the, as you said, she's sort of giving herself in voiceover the metaphor of like uh. the Dorothy. She's a girl in pigtails. Um, no place like home. And her toilet won't stop flushing um and and aiden is in her apartment because this is the first episode post carrie aiden breakup (sighs) i think that they handle the final moments between aiden and carrie so masterfully yes so do I. i i mean we all know what those i think that you know there's an interesting thing about breakups or at least some of the breakups that i've had which is you have the fire and emotion of the moment where you sort of decide that it's over. But then there's an epilogue. There's always a moment sort of after the breakup where the person comes to collect their things. And there's always something unsaid. And there's always like a bittersweet moment of, are we making the right decision here? I should go. You can't leave. Our last words to each other can't be ballcock. You should definitely stay. At least for another day. Or forever. I've been through this. I can't. Are you sure? I am. And, um, it's, it's difficult to say. Um, I left the ring on the clown table. That's yours. No, 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 no. I should never have accepted it in the first place. I'm sorry. Please take the ring. But I want you to have it. Please take it. If you do or say... One more nice thing. And I feel like what's so heartbreaking about the Carrie and Aiden breakup is that it's nobody cheated on anybody. Right. And it, it they both love each other. It's not a situation where there isn't love there. It's that ultimately Aiden wants things that she doesn't think that she can give him. She doesn't want him to leave. She says, stay. And he goes, I can't. Mm-hmm. But don't oh, you it see? I always think that that's, there's a reason why she didn't want to marry him. Oh, absolutely. She knows it's absolutely. Right. Do I've said this before to Alec. Do we see her hesitate for a fucking second when Big says to her, so do you want to get married right. in the movie? Right. She's like, uh, okay. and you see a firelight in her yeah. and she's like, I didn't know that was an option. She's she she's not meant to marry Aiden. Right. As much as I I love Aiden, and but she like, loves him. Yeah, of course she does. I think she was a selfish fool to say yes. Oh yeah, in many ways. There's um there is a line in this scene that I always think about when I think about this episode. I love the way she says, um, "If you do or say one more nice thing," because he's be- he he he's being so kind to I her, know. and like he's like, "Let me fix uh, the ball cock for you," you know, and. He's gonna. He's a, he was had every intention of leaving the ring with her. He's a good guy oh. until the end, and that I I also feel like that is a good lesson for life. Weirdly, in general, whenever I meet somebody, like if I'm finishing up a job or something like that, it's like leave on a good note. Yeah, I don't, agree. Don't just start on a good note. Leave on a good note. Send a thank you card. Yeah. Like do those sort of things because that's the way that somebody's gonna remember you. And I just love that a- Aiden in some sense, has every right to be really upset. She said that she was going to marry him, and she ultimately couldn't follow through on that. Obviously better now than later for her to figure that out, but it's still heartbreaking. And he handles it with grace. Yeah. Don't you think it would be really heartbreaking to hear from his point of view when she says, I should have never accepted that ring in the Uh. first place? Because that's rough. I mean, like... 
And it's very, it's a very honest. I never, th- I feel like an asshole because I never thought about when she says I should never have accepted it. I've thought yeah. about that from her perspective. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad she's realizing that. I never thought about how that felt for him to hear that. Cause it, cause in a sense, what she's saying is like that me saying yes was never fully sincere. Right. Like that, that I, I never Ooh. really felt that. And he handles it so gracefully. There's, there's a really clever piece of misdirection in the writing here, which is um, she finds that uh, he left a letter and she has this assumption, which is like, oh, this is the breakup letter. Like She's ready for a good cry. Yeah, this is the letter where he's going to finally say all the things that that he needed to say. And of course, this is after she has told him that the that his ring that he gave her is on the the clown, clown table? table? Do Can, we know what it is? She says clown table? She, I, I always hear I thought, clown table. I thought she said near the... Oh, well. Oh, you or, know what? Or just, is, maybe it's cloud table? But either way, it sounds like... Way, it's bizarre. always sounding like I clown think, table Actually, now that I think about it, I think that... So if you can picture her apartment and her front yeah, door, yeah. there's like a console table yeah. there. I think there's a photo that has a clown in it. Oh, God. I think well, that's that what clown table is. And I agree. I'm having, a, <laughs> I'm having a waking nightmare right yeah, now. Just no, I'm terrified that. thinking about this. That, I love, though, that they just throw it away because we never hear about that ever. No one ever says clown table again on this sh- show, but that just adds an element of realism to the scene where yeah. you're like, oh, they both know what the clown table is. Right, so I right. don't know what the fuck the clown table is. I'm yeah. not sure I want to know. Uh, so there is a there is a letter on the clown table. The clown has definitely read it because the clown is nosy. <laughs> um, and uh, it is not The clown a is nosy. I, I see what you did Thank there. You. Is there it's a not a breakup nose, letter. <laughs> it is a uh, lawyer's letter from the law offices of golden vogel and uh (laughs) it's giving her the option to buy uh her apartment back because if you'll remember yeah the she had to she and aiden had to buy it because the whatever it went co-op yeah Yeah. she flew the co-op and uh and now carrie's in a bit of a pickle and you can't the thing is she reacts to this i know it's scary for her but when she's at uh, the coffee shop with the girls having lunch and showing them this and telling them she's like wow this is not a romantic ending and it's like but he bought the apartment right he has a mortgage it's in his name right he doesn't have a choice right and he's being i I, very generous and saying you can either just Buy it back for the exact amount I paid for it, or I have to sell it. I can't right. just buy your apartment and then just have it. I yeah. also, I would never be able to just leave that though. I would have to have a conversation and be like, by the way, this is a really, this is hard to say, but I, I have to do, I, but I wouldn't just leave yeah, it there. It's it weird. is a little strange. You're right. That's like, she goes through the weird thing of saying, this is difficult, but I left the ring on the clown table. Right. He could have said, be the time. yes, he could have said, yes, okay, while we're, Talking about difficult things. Yes. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but like, I, you're going to have to buy your apartment yeah. back. Counterpoint, Aiden knew that wouldn't be good for the story. So he was <laughs> he like, knew. I'm going to do you guys he a knew. favor. Yeah. Now, I also think that the apartment is totally uh, valuable and exactly what it's worth because it has a working ball cock now. You know how hard <laughs> it is to find an apartment with a working ball Look, cock? The amount of times I've said, where's a working ball cock? I know. Uh, every time I've been to your apartment, and I'm like, your ball cock's your ball broken. Your ball cock's missing. It's broken. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Uh, where do you keep your spare ball cocks? I can't what tell you What is a that. ball cock? I don't know. I think the ball cock is Says the, the when you whisper. open the toilet and you <laughs> like, see... I don't know. You know when you open the you toilet see the ball and you cock? see the ball it's cock the ball. inside? <laughs> is it that thing that's attached to the yeah. chain? I don't know what the words for things are. I just know how to make them better it's, when they're broken. The ball cock is the thing in the toilet where that you grab it and you squeeze it and the thing comes out. Sure. What? That's the ball cock. Um, I, mean, I think so, that's your penis. Uh, so, uh, which doesn't work anymore thanks to Keeps, our sponsor. <laughs> Um, so the ladies are all yes. at the dining table. They're yes. discussing Ca- Carrie's situation. And Carrie learns an interesting fact, which is that everybody but her owns their apartment in yes. New York. This is more than fair. He's asking you to buy your apartment for the exact price he paid, or you can vacate and he'll sell it. Vacate? I'm homeless. I'll be a bag lady, a Fendi bag lady, but a bag lady. Well, maybe you should think about buying your place. No, I'm not a buyer. New York is a town of renters. Everybody rents. I don't. I don't. I don't. You got yours in the settlement. You did not have to pay for your apartment. 
Oh, I paid for that apartment. Because she says, well, New York's a, New York's a town of renters. Nobody owns their apartment. I do. I and do. Then, I, I do. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it. what I love about this show is that it, it, it does take place in the time where it's a transition for all the women. Yeah. Like when we meet them, they're all sort of um, in their early 30s. They're sort of working their way up. In, in their jobs and their careers. And we get to see them sort of blossom from like where whatever space you're in at the end of your 20s, you're trying to figure out who you are. And by the end of the series, these women are successful. They're at the top of their business. And I, I just love that this episode, um, I think in a pretty realistic way, examines that transition between like figuring out who you are and who you want to be financially. And as Charlotte says, I think that finances can be an awkward thing to talk about with your friends. Something interesting I've noticed that's changed in our culture is, and I noticed this like in my industry, is people now more than ever openly talk about the amount of money they make. I agree. Because they realize that not talking about it is not to our advantage That's as right. the employees. That's right. It's it to helps. the employer's advantage that yeah. we don't discuss how and much in, we make. In fact, they're starting to pass laws in a lot of states, and they have in California, that um, employers can't forbid you from like sharing that information with each other. Because, yeah. um, you know, I think that used to be kind of a thing where... Uh, it, uh, you're right. It is to the employer's advantage not to have employees know that kind of information. Because then they can go like, oh, well, this person's making this much. Like, I've been here longer. Or I've done this and that. And I deserve more. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've experienced that, too, in my industry where I have... Uh, and, of course, it's women who are younger than me who fucking, like, demand more. And bless them. They're teaching me lessons. But they're they're, like kind of um, pushy and they're like, no, we need to know what each other make. Like we need to, this needs to be transparent. So that's and what I think that's really helpful. See, I don't have like a nine to five, so I don't yeah. even know the dynamic like that. It's, like, it's interesting. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, it, money is just so weird. It is weird. Well, when you're, I mean, like when you're working in Vegas, for instance, or anytime that you yeah. get like a TV gig, what I imagine your rep your representation is doing is trying to get you parity with the other people who are working or they're, they're saying like, well, Bree's done this job and this, so she deserves that amount. And hopefully, you know, I imagine they're doing their job well, which means that they are a lot of times, like, especially like in the entertainment industry, the agents and managers know what other actors, sometimes they even rep other actors in the same show. So they know what the others are making they can use that to your advantage right. to make sure that you're getting the most money possible. But it's like when you're just in the corporate environment and you don't have anybody representing you, all you can do is like be open with the other employers and yeah. be like, what do you, sorry, I know this is awkward to ask, but like, what do you make? Yeah. So that like I can talk to our boss and make sure that I, it's like the thing of women making 70 mm-hmm. cents on the dollar of what men make right i'm so glad that it's in the open now that we discuss yes. salary to make sure that like if a woman is doing the same job as a man why would she not it literally makes no, makes sense. no sense well i think a, the, the, a, an extra complicated element to that is it's not always though i'm sure this is the case and i know this is the case it's not always that an employer is like she's a woman i'll pay her less i know that happens but i think a complicating factor to that and part of the reason this happens is women are not taught to ask for yes. more and women are less inclined to demand more and to negotiate when they're offered a salary they're like okay instead of like countering and saying i want more and a man doesn't think twice about yeah. doing that yeah quite often i want to bring this back around to the episode um by saying that um i think that there's this growing movement that i really appreciate um I think that's going on right now, which is that a lot of, most of us are realizing that social media is a lie and like that can be fun in a certain sense of like, you know, like you, you project your, the most fantastical idea of what your life is and you want to look your best in photos that you post and you want to seem like your life is great. 
But it can be really damaging, you know, when you're looking at someone else's life, and I do this all the time, and you're just like, oh, well, they don't have any problems. Right. Of course they do. And something that I I think has been really empowering to me over the last couple of years is I've gotten a lot more honest with people, like, in my friend group and, and coworkers I'm close with about, like, you know, just, like, certain struggles and being like, yeah, I'm paying down debt. You know, like, that's... it used to be such a shameful thing yeah. for people to talk about, but I think people are talking about it more. And I think in this, I think this episode of Sex and the City is unique in the sense that they uh, are tackling an issue that is like, it's, it, I mean, I can't think of another time. They talk about like sex and love and relationships and certainly that is weaved into this narrative. But this stuff about money is like, they don't touch on that as often because on the show, so, and I love it. I do too because it's in some sense it's so the opposite of the garishness with which we associate Sex in the City. Totally. Sex in the City is like we're going to the newest club and I'm buying Manolo Blahniks right. and like I'm wearing this to the premiere of this movie and everything. And, and we we love that about right. it. I, I'm not saying that we don't or putting it down, but what this episode does is is it shines a light on the reality behind those situations which is like somebody like Carrie Bradshaw who is going to all the premieres and having the cocktails and she's at the coolest nightclub and buying can the still shoes. be in financial trouble yeah. and like I I love how real this episode is I yeah. really appreciate it and yet still it doesn't deny fundamentally what's great about Sex and the City either like it doesn't feel like an episode of a different TV show right, it's still not. Sex and the City but it 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 it, it goes to a vulnerable place that the show doesn't normally, which is to say, like, Carrie is still a human being. And, you know, I, I think in some sense we see her more vulnerable in this episode than we do even during breakups. I mean, when she, when she says, like, I'm an undesirable candidate, you feel what yeah. she feels in that moment, which is, like... I'm a loser. Like, what have I done? What mistakes have I or when made? When the when the bank when the when the bank representative says to her, "You're not an uh, you're not a desirable candidate." The look on her face. Yeah, I would love Ooh. to know. So we learn that Carrie pays seven hundred and fifty bucks a month for her <laughs> rent controlled apartment. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I would love to know in two thousand one when this episode came out. Sort of two thousand two. Two thousand two. What like what was the norm? What was the norm? norm? Like I mean, I imagine that that even at that time was still like a really great deal. I feel like the norm was like fifteen hundred bucks. Right to to that point, um, the woman she asks how much the bus is. She says it's a dollar fifty. Isn't it a dollar fifty? For a ride, like, on the train or on the bus it in is. L.A. right yeah, now? it is. So I'm confused by that because uh, the times that I've taken MTA in or whatever it is no in L.A. Idea. Have you ever done the subway? No. It's oh, actually kind of fun. I we'll downtown sometime you. on the subway it's in L.A. Fun. Here, here in L.A? Oh, yeah. no, 100%. Yeah. I thought you were talking yeah. about New York. Yeah. No. Um, uh, no. Last time oh, I went to New York. Yeah. I would... No, I've gone to the subway in New York. I just last time I was there I was by myself for work. Yeah. And I just I'm not gonna do that by myself. Oh, that scares me. Until I ever if I ever live there, that would be different. But like I just I won't do it. Mm-hmm. But I've done it with other people. But no, I've never done it here. Mm. Yeah. I've never taken it's it. Fun. Oh, we'll yeah. take you. It's fun, we'll take you. It's a lot of fun. That sounds so bougie, like we'll take you on the train for fun. No, but it, <laughs> but it, 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 it is actually a lot of fun. So um so Carrie talks to the ladies and um she's like, I'm gonna figure this out. Where did all my money go? And this leads to a really great Ooh. scene between Carrie and Miranda the at best. the shoe store. It's the best. I, I'm gonna save the Miranda stuff for a little bit later. But on, on the Carrie side, what she learns is she's Did bought, we say I don't think we explicitly said that she did go to the bank. I know I sort of oh, yeah, over it. Please, yeah, but she did go to the bank and try to get a loan. She's like, Well, step one, let me get a loan from the bank for my down payment for my mortgage. Right. And they're like, mm, no. no, she literally goes through how much money she has in her checking and savings and says it out loud. And it's, oh, it's awful. Anytime I go to the bank, no matter how much money <laughs> oh, I have, I feel like they're judging me. 100%. I remember one time you I went to the bank. Are. So my last name is Wells and right. I bank at Wells Fargo. Okay. And one time I went to the bank and the teller was like, Alec Wells. Oh, are you like Wells of Wells Fargo? And I was like, <laughs> no, I wish. And then they looked at the, my bank account and they were like, oh, you're definitely oh, not no, at Wells, Wells not. Fargo. Oh my God. And they were like, 
he banks here, you know? And I was like, can you tell me that? Is are that you, like a doctor-patient privilege thing? Yeah, like, what are you saying? No, I'm just going to hang out and be like, are you Wells? Can I have a $1,000? <laughs> I um, know what you mean, though. Like, when I'm going to get, like, quarters for my sad laundry, yeah. like, that I still pay quarters for to do my laundry. Because uh, I live in a city and it's fine. Um... You know, when they're, like, checking our savings, I'm like, oh, God, they're looking at my balance right now. I'm mortified. (laughs) There's nothing more horrifying. Just to make all this money happen. It's awful. Just to make us all, like, shine the attention away from ourselves, Carrie has currently, at this moment, $700 in checking. She just paid her credit card bill. She just paid her credit card bill. And $957 in savings. So, okay, I remember when I got obsessed with the show, I would love watching behind the scenes stuff. Yes. So there was an interview with um, Michael Patrick, and he was talking about something about the effect of, how does Carrie have all these clothes and shoes? Yeah. Yep. There's no answer. Yeah. I feel like this was kind of their answer to that. Yeah. Totally this enjoyed. episode was like, because people were like, how the F does she afford this stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. she doesn't, whatever. And this was, I feel like this was their answer, being like, well, she kind of doesn't. But she, she doesn't. doesn't. That's I what mean, I love about yes, this episode. She, yeah, is yes. it's, it's it's so real. And yes. so when, so she she has this scene with I the banker. I wonder what, what she's putting that money in savings for. Like, I feel like she's in that cycle where she she's like, put some money in savings. And then she's like, mm, I kind I need those shoes yeah. and she pulls it back out I feel again. like it was a New Year's resolution. Yes. She was like, yeah, exactly. I'm going to put $100 in <laughs> yes. and it lasted nine months. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. So, uh, so she she has this scene at the bank where um, she learns she's an undesirable candidate for a loan and then she is shoe shopping with Miranda and Miranda points out. Uh, at 400 bucks a pop, how many of these do you have? 50? Come on. 100? Would that be wrong? 100 times 400, there's your down payment. Well, that's only 4,000. No, it's 40,000. <gasps> I spent $40,000 on shoes and I have no place to live? I will literally be the old woman who lived in her shoes. But it's not like she bought them all at once. No. And by the way, she, I mean, look, I'm not, I don't want to excuse behavior, but like, she's not supporting a child. She's just taking care of herself. She should be able to buy whatever she wants. Yes. Now, those are her children. They are her children. (laughs) At the end of the day, though, it's like when she's sacrificed her financial stability so she can have shoes, it is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I and of course, then we get the brilliant line. Breathe. Oh yeah, we all laugh. Really oh, because it makes me laugh every single time. I will literally be the old woman that lives in her shoes. <laughs> it's such a genius. It's so line. genius, it makes me laugh every time. Yeah, but it's like I, I just like you said, Brie. I think that this episode is the answer yes. to the question, like how does Carrie live this life? Yes. And I, one thing that I think like television does I remember I heard my like drama teacher in high school said comedy is truth like we laugh at things that are true and I think that in some sense why we love television and falling in love with characters so much is they they reveal truths about us and about humanity and that what the the secret of sex in the city the secret of of Sex in the City that people don't realize is that it's an incredibly human show. And yeah. this episode, I, it, it makes me love Carrie all the much more. And I also love that, again, this being a show that existed at what I think was the beginning of the golden age of television, like, you know, before Breaking Bad, at the same time as The Sopranos, yeah. it it allowed a main character to be flawed. And a main character who was a woman. A woman. Which yeah. is really important. And not an idealized version of a yeah, woman. Yeah, she's a real woman. She's yeah. got this, she does have this like fabulous life yes, and all yes, this stuff that we aspire to, but she is straight up, without question, a fuck up. Yeah. Which yeah. I she's love. being a psycho in yeah. relationships. Yeah, total like, psycho. With a total nutcase. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. So she's got 30 days to figure out this situation. And we get a great... And my ass is sweating just thinking about that. Like, I've got to come up with, like, $30,000. Haven't you guys had that situation where you hear a friend who's like, oh, yeah, my roommate is, like, moving with somebody else, and I have 30 days (laughs) to figure out my... I can't. Awful. Awful. So, um, Carrie... There's a great scene where Carrie goes... 
uh, apartment shopping. Yes. Um, Brie, have you done the apartment <laughs> shopping thing in LA oh, at all? Oh, of course I have. Tell me about the <laughs> horror. You know, to be, this is so boring. I actually have been very lucky with living situations. Ooh, tell me. I, um, I also am very much like, if I... I'm a very guttural, like, if I walk into a place or even whatever, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example, but anything that I'm like, oh, that's it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just make it happen. Yeah. And that's oh, happened yeah. with all of, all three, I have two, I had two apartments and I live in a condo. Same thing. It's the ones I saw and I was like, no, this is it. I have uh-huh. to have this. And because, it just has, like, worked. Yes. I don't know. I've been very blessed. I, I have noticed, especially in Los Angeles and New York, Landlords can get away with so yes. much because there are so many people moving into the Someone city. Someone will take it. Yes. It's like, you know, when I, um, Kat and I recently moved and we were moving out of our previous apartment, we had lived there for a long time. And it was just like, there was a lot of stuff that was dated about it. Dated tile, dated carpet, not a great fridge. Wood paneling. Wood paneling. All this stuff that I was sure that our once we moved out our landlord would be like okay we're gonna gut this place we're gonna like do a whole remodel floors let's really upgrade no i saw the listing on zillow they like they they put new carpet in and i'm like and not only did they put new carpet in they raised the rent so much and i just thought somebody will move into that apartment and that it would not have cost our landlord much to like get a new fridge, tile, yeah. retile the floor, like whatever, like but remove the But where's the incentive panel. to do that if someone's just going to move in and pay that much money? I drove by it last night. I drove by our old apartment and the, the lights were on. Someone lives there. Someone's paying that exorbitant amount of money. Wow. And it's like, but there's in New York and LA, there's no incentive to make no. the place nice because somebody will move <laughs> in and yes. somebody will pay that rent. Yes. And that's exactly the situation that Carrie finds herself in. She's like, she's basically in a closet. And it's like, I think the woman said it was like 1500 a month. Yes. And it's just- No, $2,800. Right. Yeah, sorry. Oh my yes. God, $2,800 I was just like, month. yes, yeah. 1500 but no, yes. It's the size of a broom closet. Yes. And that is and the market. And 2002. Yeah? Yeah. And that's the market, and I love And it the, smells like curry. It smells and it like smells curry. like curry, and I love the woman was like, if you're in a rent-controlled apartment, you should just stay there. Yeah. And yeah. she's exactly I love right. that her name is Delia. I've never, like, I've, I, of course, Cordelia from Buffy and then Delia from Beetlejuice. Or is the Amelia only other Delia, I know. Amelia Bud Delia. How yeah. many Delias do you know? So, Carrie, she's she's got to figure something out, you guys. It, it's dire. And who better to go to? Oh. Than get I have questions. I have questions. Wait, are we going to Big first or yeah. are we going to Charlotte? Oh, we're, we're going sorry, to Mr. Big. I have questions. Himself. First yeah. of all, Carrie puts on her finest. Yes, yeah. she does. Lord knows She's how much she paid for that outfit. Bless her. Love yeah. her little white gloves. Yeah. But she goes to visit Big at work. Yeah, she's There's got a lot five of five grand on her body right there. <laughs> she does. Just sell that outfit. Literally sell that outfit. She uh she there's some delightful banter yep. with I thought there would be rows and rows of blonde secretaries typing, and that's so cute. And they're just zips off zip, and why are they not together? And uh and she you know, I have questions. Okay, hit us. Do, you, do y'all think, there's always been something in the back of my mind that saying to Big, Carrie saying to Big, you know money, I need money, you know money, I need to know what you know about money. Do we think that's bullshit because she's going there hoping that he'll just give her the money? I think any human being would have a little, okay. a little tension. I think back. that's fair. It's I don't think she would admit it. Yeah. I agree. She was. Can she really be that obtuse and stupid not to like just to think he's going to be like, sure, put it in this stock and then you'll have your money. Because if it were that simple, everyone would be rich. As humans, we play this game all the time where there are things that we say and it's not what we mean, but it's polite society. So we have to sort of like, you know, it's like if I'm like on hiatus wondering if a show is going to pick up. 
I just email the showrunner like, hey, what's going on with you? <laughs> but what I'm really asking is, is the show fucking right. picked up? And yet? are you going to make sure that you hire me when it gets picked up? Yeah, so it's like, I, we, we there are things that we do that, yeah. that, that the subtext is different oh, and, yeah. and, and hopefully it's well hidden. And I like... I think that Carrie was was existing on several levels in that moment. One being say, like, I, oh yeah, please. No, I was just going to say, I also think that it's specific to the Aiden breakup too. She wants to go have validation in that way as well. That's a great point. I think. Well, yeah. I, yes, that's an excellent point because when she's, she's definitely still sad about the breakup and who is she going to go back to to talk about it when she's sad? The person who she has this connection with. Right. And she wants to say to him, like, I'm hurting. We broke up and I'm hurting. Right. The, That's human. Also, this is just canonically, yes. this is the first time we ever see Big at work. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like really, I mean, what I love about Big is we never exactly know what his job is. It's just like, if I was a little kid imagining Big, it's like stocks and bonds yes. and 401ks. He's a transponsterer. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> four a four Yeah. What is Chandler Bing's job? <laughs> And processing. And he carries a briefcase. Ten seconds. You need this or you lose the game. <gasps> it's, um, it has something to do with transponding. Oh, 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 he's a transpons- transponster. <laughs> That's not even a word. I um, literally, actually, when that scene came up, for some reason I went to, I wonder what his character breakdown was when he, like, got the call <gasps> yes. for, his, for Mr. Big. Like, it was, like, wealthy guy like New York stuff but like you never see him in that context so it's so interesting yeah I wonder what that character breakdown it's true and it also makes me think like all of my friends like you know like Brie when you're in Vegas on a job or Kat when you're when you're at work it's like we all have these lives that we don't know about each other each other like 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 what's brie like when she's like in the coffee room and she's like getting coffee with somebody else she works that when brie was working that show in vegas she went to yardbird yes we do know that yes that's the the one thing we know love yardbird yeah we would go after the show but it's like what's like what's brie like when she has to like go to her boss and ask for a day off or something you know it's like there's this like things we don't yeah it's so interesting there's things we don't know about each other and it's like you know, how, how does cat act? And like, I want to see. Yeah, I want to be a fly on the wall when Bree's giving a courtesy laugh to that stage manager who like <laughs> is kind of a dick and kind yes. of dumb, and she's just like, "Oh, Carl." Yeah. I don't know if I'd give a courtesy laugh to a stage manager. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you give a. Courtesy I love that laugh. about you, Bree's. Yeah. Like, I don't give courtesy laughs. Yeah. I was like, I don't. I gotta tell you, I don't know if I would. I would make him seriously laugh and say, Carl, that was a dumbass joke. That's what I would say. Say, Carl, you gotta work on that, bro. Carl, I love you, but you wanna keep this job. Step it up. Carl, is it? Is it Carl? Is it Carl? Is it Carl? Is it Carl with a K? Carl. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a dick. Okay. Um, so, uh, so there's a great zip zap zop scene between Carrie and yes. Big, as always, as we would expect. Always. And he offers to give her what she needs for the down payment. Well, for you don't her see house. that. You, you don't. don't see Importantly, the you don't see that moment. He just says, "I know how you can get the money." I do yeah. wonder what she said to him. He probably said, "I'm going to write the check, take it, cash it, or don't." Yeah. Well, Anna, he's probably saying that. that she took the check. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, she took it. Well, she she's was, desperate. I mean, look, Who could blame her? her? I'd take the fucking check. Yeah, yeah. So the next time we see her with the ladies, she's got the check. Right. She's considering it and she's seeking the girl's advice on what to do. Right. Big offered me the money for my down payment, but I could never take it. Could I? No, you couldn't. He just gave you $30,000? Well, as a loan, I would pay him back. Take the money. When a man gives you money, you give him control. It's just money. Man, woman, who cares? It's fluid. Someone needs it, you give it. You need it, you take it. I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. We shouldn't be talking about money. Why not? We talk about everything else. Yeah, people are funny about money. Like Richard. He's happy to buy me gifts, but... Still no love? No. But he continues to send his best. Don't cash Big's check. I'll loan you the money. You're about to have a baby. I can't take your money. 
And furthermore, do you have that much? I have about half that. What, does no one else shoe shop? I could loan you the rest. Look, that is really, really sweet of you two to offer. It's really, really sweet, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this on my own. It makes the job of, I'm sure, writing these stories easier when your characters are so well drawn yes. that in any situation you can imagine what their point of view might be. Like, Samantha's point of view is so strong. Yes. Miranda's point of view is so strong. Charlotte, the same. And so Charlotte in this scene doesn't even want to talk about money. And there's a great moment where Miranda and um, Samantha together are like, we would be willing to both pitch in and give you the down payment for your apartment. Baller. baller. Totally baller. So kind. So yeah. generous. And, and Charlotte just sips on that Coca-Cola. She is having none of it. This is not what you talk about in friendships Ooh. or polite society. No. And Jump Carrie on makes her note high of that. horse and her ivory tower. Carrie does something that I, it's like I feel like we all go oh my god what are you doing when she rips up the check Woo! from big because she's decided she's yes. going to do this on her own that is on something I cannot comprehend like having this lifeline no matter how problematic it is and just tearing it up knowing like it might mean you have to leave your apartment like but yeah. I think that showcases a little bit of her integrity that she does want to do it on her own I think also it shows like she's 35 years old and she's like I'm, this is part this is the part of my life that I need to grow up and actually right. be 35 now mm -hmm. this is part of the problem is that yes. this is something I w old Carrie would have done but yes. I need to be new Carrie I think so alright so at the end of the dinner they all get their fortune cookies yes. and what happens <laughs> she has no fortune. Yeah, she Carrie has... cracks those open. She says, I have no fortune. I didn't need a cookie to tell me that. That yeah, is a brilliant. classic Sex in the City moment. So, Carrie's thinking about the dinner. She's thinking about what happened. Yeah. Mulling it over. And there was somebody who was silent during that dinner. And it was Charlotte. And Carrie gets worked up. Real worked up. She goes and she visits Charlotte. And those ladies have a fight. And I, I love this fight. I think it's great like... Scene. Great scene. It's a great scene. Both of them have really strong points of view. Carrie goes over there. She's like, why didn't you offer me any money for the down payment? And Charlotte says something completely understandable, which is like when you bring money into friendships, borrowing money, stuff like that, it gets... It can get weird right. and it can mess up friendships. Yeah. And it's like, I sympathize with both of them. Oh, yes. Yeah, and that's why it's a great fight, because right. you see both sides. And Carrie, you know, when she really feels the heat coming on her, because Charlotte says, look, I'm your friend, but I'm not responsible for your financial troubles. It's such a bold thing to say. It's true. It's so true. Yeah, it's like, it's, look, friendship as as what we understand it in society is sort of ill-defined. I mean, it's like, what is friendship? Is friendship like a thing where you take care of a friend no matter what? You take care of a friend no matter how much they fucked up their lives? Where does your responsibility begin and where does your responsibility end? And when do you have relationship to... it is. I think it depends on the person and the... Right. I think yeah. it's very circumstantial. I mean, that sounds like I'm like, if you do anything, I'm never going to be... It's not like that at all. I just right. mean... Yeah, I just mean, I agree with Charlotte on you that. You have to set certain her, boundaries it has sometimes. to be boundaries with everybody. I, I remember I, hearing someone say late, uh, recently that, like, and I don't I think this is like true of every... No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I sound like a terrible But here, no. no, here, I'm going to build on what you just said, which is that I think that... Um, I heard someone say this, that f with friendships, you should be the person to tip the person's boat over and tell them they need to learn how to swim. And I, I, I love that idea to a degree, but I think I really agree with you, Brie, that you, that's true, I think, of certain friendships, but you can't feel that way about every friend you right. have because it spreads you too thin. It becomes weirdly codependent. You can't fix all your friend's problems right. all the time. Also, there has to be a limit. I do, you know, if you have the capabilities to help somebody in a way, like they don't have a home for a week and you have an extra bedroom and they can sit, great. Yep. 
um, that doesn't mean that they can move in for the year. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yes. For free. Yes, yes. Yeah. There, there, there have to be yeah. boundaries. boundaries. You're absolutely right. And, and what I think is so great about this scene is, you know, Charlotte is, is telling Carrie how irresponsible she has been in some sense. And Carrie turns around on her noticing that Charlotte yes. is still wearing her wedding ring. And what does that say about her? Her and, engagement and, ring. Uh, I'm sorry, yes. Her engagement Importantly. ring. Yes. And, you know, what does that say about her and how much she's dealing with her own life and is she taking care of herself as well and um you know the 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 girl sort of like um ended on a place where is everything okay is this going to get fixed and they end up going to uh lunch together in a really beautiful scene where i think they're getting dessert Oh, it looks Lord, like what on. they bring out is like ice cream or something. Was it a, or was, was it a salad? Was I literally thought was it was it eggs? eggs and wine. Regardless, it looks like sun, a poached egg. It looked like poached yes. eggs. The sun is out and they're having wine, yes. so they're yeah. day drinking, which means it's okay in my book. Right. Yes. I don't get to do that enough. 100%. And Charlotte, having thought about Carrie's situation and their friendship, I just love this. because I Charlotte, cry every time. Charlotte moves a little bit. She she changes her position. She rethinks what she's always thought and yeah. she um she offers Carrie uh her engagement ring to use as the down payment. I want you to take the ring for your down payment. Oh no, no I can't. I can't. You love this ring. No. I love what the ring represented. No, Charlotte, I think you're right. It would make things too complicated. It's Carrie, this is a straightforward business proposal, clean and simple. Why do I have all this money if I can't help out a friend? But it would be a loan I would pay you back. I know. I want you to think really carefully about this. I have. Will you be comfortable knowing that it will take me time to pay you back? Yes, I will. Oh, I really appreciate this. And I'll pay you back, you know that, right? I do. It's okay. I trust you. Will you take the ring? I will. Thank you. Charlotte had taken her painful past and turned it into my hopeful future. And I think the way that they <sighs> lay out the scene is so smart by saying like, you know, it's a loan, I'll pay you back. And Char Charlotte says, I know that you will. Now, she says, I trust you. I trust My you. heart just breaks. It's so beautiful. Now, I, I'm i not saying that this is what I believe, but just to quickly bring up as, as a conversation starter, I do think it's interesting that Charlotte offers it to her as a loan. Uh huh. When Charlotte didn't pay for the ring, didn't pay for the ring, and also was gonna take the ring to a jeweler just to have made into a different piece of jewelry. I mean, it's her property. It's, it's her, her property. It's she not like it's five hundred dollars. It's a thirty thousand. It's an at least a thirty thousand yeah. dollar ring. It, listen, yeah. again, she can absolutely do with it whatever she wants. It is her property, and I know that there are people who use jewelry as sort of like real estate, like they use it as something that is worth something. It's an to, asset, to, yeah. An asset uh -huh. to like later trade in. So I totally get that. I, just as an interesting <laughs> aside, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. it's not like yeah. she was selling it because she needed the right. money or anything. Right, right. And like now Carrie has to like pay her back for God knows how many years. Yeah, she was just she gonna She couldn't like, just give her the gift. <laughs> yeah, she was yeah. just gonna take it to turn into a different piece of jewelry to wear at the club opening of Actually, like rainfall or whatever. I did think about that when we were watching. I did think, would I say you have to pay me back or would I just say, just, it's fine. They, right? Well, there is a saying that if you give money to a friend, you, even if you call it a loan, you should think of it as a gift. Don't right, ever exactly. expect them to pay you back. Right. Because that only sort of poisons yes. your friendship and yes. poisons you. If you have the money to give away and it's okay, then you should just think of giving it away. And if they pay you back, great. And if not, that's fine too. Just the thing I was pointing out. I don't necessarily have a point of view on it. Yeah. I just think it's interesting. It I've, I've like, had that thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk. Um, we, we really basically talked about Charlotte in that storyline. So let's talk about Samantha. We'll mm -hmm. end with Miranda. So Samantha is with Richard Wright. Yep. Things are going very Hotel well. Hotel magnate. She's the best. I wonder <laughs> for a second, not to 
sully this storyline. <laughs> but I did wonder for a second, like, is Richard Wright sort of based off Donald Trump? Oh. I hope not. But well, it's like, Donald Trump exists in the Sex and the City yeah, world because he makes say. a cameo. So. That's right. Right, he tells Kevin McAllister where to go. That's right. <laughs> oh, wait, that's Home Alone too. Never mind. Um, anyway, moving very quickly on. Um, so, uh, Richard she's Wright's with Richard gross, Wright. But um, whatever. Things are going really well. Yes. Um, and uh, he loves giving her gifts. Love. And <laughs> more importantly, he loves giving her cards with the gifts. Yeah. Loves he loves the cards. I, it never really occurred to me before now, but I was watching this going like, I know it's integral to the story and I should just let it go. But like, he's like, Sorry. when she's opening her gift, he's like, there's a card. Yeah, yeah. there's a card. Wait, 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 there's wait. a card. But it's by like, the way, what is his deal with cards? I will say that Samantha is my spirit animal in this um, <laughs> yeah. sequence because she opens the present before the card. Yeah. And I'm a person who's like, fuck the card. Let me just yeah, get Unless like, the card has money. I can't it. tell you the number of times Alec has said, Le Petit Coquette, my favorite. Yeah. Is it? I always thought that it was uncouth for a man to give woman lingerie as a gift because uh, it's really more of a gift for him than it is for I don't her. know. Women like to wear lingerie. Oh, um, I like it. Go yeah. on in great detail. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're I wrong. Guess, I just think yeah. Brian and I just totally proved you wrong on that. Women yeah, I like think to. You're wrong. It depends. Then on why the am brand. I the only one wearing lingerie tonight? <laughs> if it's but, if it's a dude giving a woman lingerie and he doesn't know her, that's fucking that's weird. That's fucking weird. But yeah. you know, if, if you if you came partner, home, I think that's fun. Yeah, if you came home with like a like a lace teddy and you were like, I want you to wear this, I'd be like, oh, hell like, yeah, I'm like whatever about lingerie in general. But yeah. I do yeah. think it's fun every once in a while. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Um, it does feel kind of like an old school thing it feels anymore. Old school and it's like it's coming off anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um <laughs> they still sell edible underwear. They do. It's no, so you weird. Are lying. What about Probably on, like panties. Adam and Eve. Crotchless panties. Now, I, I am a don't about. knock it till you try it. <laughs> Those don't have to come off. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Uh, well, it keeps giving me erectile dysfunction. We don't have to worry about any of that. Um, It'll save us money in the long run. Oh, right. Sponsored by Keeps. It works great. Not Every for my time. Um, so, uh, so Richard Wright, he's yes. giving her gifts. Yes. Things are great. There's Chanel. a card that comes along with the gift. Best. Richard. Style for style, uh, style fashion for, style. for fashion. Beautiful for beautiful. And and apparently, according to Samantha, the person who never feels anything, this is too impersonal. This well, is do you like, remember in the last episode what? she says, I caught monog I've got monogamy. I must have caught it from you people. That's such a great line. Yeah. yeah. She wants something more personal from these cards. Yes. She's caught the monogamy now. She's at Richard's place and she finds an unexpected intruder. Mm-hmm. And that is Richard's personal shopper. It's a fun little guest Roger. star. He's adorable. What a great guest star for mm-hmm. that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, hilarious moment where, so there's a, there is an unexpected intruder in Richard's apartment. It is Roger, his gay personal shopper. Yes. And she says, well, gay, turn around and give a girl a moment. Yeah. So she's. She in, calls him gay. Yeah. That's that's totally Ugh. fine. You can call it's a person by their sexual orientation. So you can call wow, me erectile straight. dysfunction. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Samantha's like Samantha is an incredible detective, and she yes. realizes in this scene that Roger, the personal shopper, is not only buying the gifts, right. but he's also the one writing the cards. Oh, what a relief! Listen, Samantha has. An incredible idea in yeah. this incredible. moment. Except that we all agree it's not incredible, really. It's not really. It works when in the you show. You sign a but... card that says "Love your name." It doesn't mean I love you. Right. So she schemes with Richard. She's like, uh, not Richard. She schemes Roger. with Roger, the personal shopper, that the next time he buys a gift, that she write "Love Richard," thus forcing Richard to, <laughs> to be say, in love, I love with her. You. But what I hate about this, too, which I mentioned while we were watching it, is that, you know, Roger says, like, oh, you've discovered that I'm Richard's personal shopper. Please don't have me fired now that you know my secret. And Samantha's like, okay, I won't won't have you fired. I won't just do this favor that will definitely get you fired. Right. This frustrates me because (laughs) don't you think that if he writes 
love Richard and Richard sees that and he doesn't love Samantha that the first thing he would do is call his personal shopper Roger and say Roger Roger, what the fuck why did you write this down I I always tell you to say style for style you fruit (laughs) you You gay (laughs) so um like I I definitely think that would get Roger fired but luckily for Roger Samantha receives her gift of Coco or whatever it is. I don't know what he got her this time. I have no idea. And uh, and and it says love Richard and um, he doubles down. Richard fucking doubles down. He's like Carrie taking that fucking engagement ring from Aiden when uh, she shouldn't. He either means it or he realizes that's the only way to get out of this conversation. He means it. I think he means it. I think he. The closest thing, if there's anyone Richard could love, it's Samantha. Look, they get each other. They do. They're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. They're meant to be together. The way that the word love easily spills from that gap in between his teeth (laughs) tells me that it's sincere. And he says, I love you, Samantha. And she says, I love, love this. This. <laughs> and it's like so dramatic. And she, like, she totally uh, coughs out and everybody knows what the deal is. And Samantha. But she got what she wanted. Yeah. Um, so all in all, a stupid, fun Samantha storyline. Great. So I, I, I'm so pleased we get to finish out we have to. this storyline with um, Miranda. Um, so Miranda is very pregnant yes. with Steve's child and with pregnancy complications. I'm pregnant. I can't control it. I pulled my own finger. Thank God Symptoms. it's not uh, medical complications no, for no. the baby. Yeah. But maybe a little <laughs> bit for the mother. I gotta tell you, I got girlfriends uh, who are all either already mothers who have given birth or, or are pregnant now. And the horror stories I hear about the what's horror. happened to their bodies. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, you are not making me want to do this. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I don't want to do this at all, nope. in fact. Yeah, it's, it's more straight truth from Sex in the City. I found Miranda's story to be a toot. I mean a who. <laughs> yeah, so so we're not look, thankfully they they this is just at least fun and lighthearted, but Miranda's yeah. swollen and bloated and really farty. Keeps yeah. farting. She she's farting at the diner when she and Carrie uh, go to the shoe story, uh, the shoe story. When she <laughs> and Carrie are going to the shoe store, she is um She's trying on a pair of heels. She's trying on a pair of, uh, you know, sensible flatulence. I'm sorry, a sensible flats. Wow. And she's trying to get a ring off because her fingers are swollen and she pulls her own finger and farts. And And it's the funniest thing ever on television, maybe. Just like Carrie is an undesirable candidate, Miranda is also feeling undesirable. Undesirable. And Mm. there's a great moment where she and Steve are going over how this baby is going to work because they're not together. Right. They're not a couple. We need a so schedule. So how are we going to make this work? When are you going to have the baby? When am I going to have the baby? And Steve's being so wonderful He's about it. Great. He's so game. He's like, you want to drop a contract? Okay, whatever. We whatever should all do, have Steve in our lives. Look. And, um, and Miranda just in a very vulnerable, honest moment. Is like I'm I'm nasty. I'm fat. Would you want to fuck me? Because the other side effect that she's been having is she is so horny she can't so, stand so it. So horny. It was like Full me. Of it was like me before keeps. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh um, oh, this episode is sponsored. Oh <laughs> boy. So, uh, but how's your hair though? Oh my god, your my hair, hair is like gorgeous. it's never been more voluminous or it's full. Gorgeous. It's so worth it. Um, so, uh, no male pattern baldness for you, not here, baby. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Miranda's like, Would you want to fuck me? And Steve's like, Well, it's not in the contract. <laughs> Um, and and she's like, just fuck me, Steve, yeah. and it's so great. She says, it's well, she says, fuck the contract, and please fuck me, which is such a oh. Sex in the City line. Yeah. And I love it. It's such a cute it. scene. I love it. And I love them. He's rubbing her pregnancy feet, and then he has sex with her. Um, and that's the best. 
is Ring-a-Ding-Ding. What did you think, Brie? Did you have fun watching it tonight? I had a total blast watching it with you guys, with my family. Yeah, well, we um, had so much fun with you. What a total you. blast. And, and don't you feel like season four, Sex and the City, we are in the classic archetypal oh, episodes yeah. right now. I feel like like four through six, like for me, these, oh, yeah. are, be, these are my faves. Nitty yeah. gritty. Also, I mean, ugh. Except for burger. Oh, shit. <laughs> Except for burger. Yeah. Just cut him out of everything. Yes. Yeah. Um, but also like midway through three too. Like that's. Oh yeah. That's so good. How oh, was yeah. the, did you guys enjoy the fashion of this episode? Oh, her white ensemble yeah. going into Bigs off. I can't. I really liked. It's wonderful. One of the things that's like, it's the unexpected moments sometimes where I really like the fashion. Yes. Like I like her at the beginning of the episode in the wife beater and boyfriend jeans. Yes. Boyfriend jeans are very in right now. Very. The I'm, 90s. As a as a girl who grew up with Barbie dolls, I also really appreciate um, when she's wearing that like sundress she goes to the bank in. There's a shot where you see her feet and she's wearing these white pumps that like Cute. I don't think I could pull off right now. But it reminds me of my like tan pin thin Barbie dolls that I would put little like bright yes. white pumps on. She I was like, a she's great a Barbie. outfit at the bank. Yeah. Great outfit she at the bank. She looks perfect. Um, she does. She, to me, she's a desirable candidate for same. any loan. So uh, what's so exciting about where we are in the show now yes. is that as Charlotte and Carrie point out in their scene together, uh, they're both single again. Mm. So, um, you know, some of my favorite Sex in the City episodes you are when they're single when they're and mingling yes. and dating guys and going through the foibles yes. of modern love and trying to find that perfect person. So I'm excited about that for the future of the show. There's a lot of great places to go. Um, just a little housekeeping. We've been off for a while now, but we're glad to be back. Please rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to us. Uh, leave us feedback on iTunes. Uh, ratings would be great. And Reach out on Twitter, Instagram, Carry On Podcast. Yeah, and um, we uh, we look forward to doing this more. And Brie, if people want to find you. <gasps> if you want to find me, it's just at Brie Cuoco at all of the things. All um, the things. You, She's on all, all the things. things. And But you guys, if you don't want to lose four hours out of every single day just looking at pictures of her, scrolling back on her feed, <laughs> then don't follow her. It's happened to me. It'll happen to you. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. Go, yeah. One can that's, that's the pitfall. If I go on Bree's account, it's going to wear off my keeps. <laughs> that's I have to be <laughs> We found the solution. It's um, amazing what Facetune can do. <laughs> this episode sponsored by Facetune. <laughs> um, so now I'm going to say until next time, yes. and then we'll all say carry on. Okay? Perfect. And until next time, carry, carry on. on.